Cincinnati moving on in the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Today, they'll face Houston, the top seed in the quarterfinals. This is what we wanted, a shot. We got it. Plus, I'm going to touch on something that happened not even on the court yesterday, and it's a problem, and it's been occurring all week. It's got to stop. I'll touch on that here on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for making Lock your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Friday, March 11th of 2000, oh, some other, 2022. The Bearcats are moving on in the American Athletic Conference Tournament. They beat East Carolina yesterday, 74-63. to Really good effort all around. David DeJulius led the way with 22 points. Jeremiah Davenport, a little bit of an off-night shooting, 4-12 from the floor, but did still contribute 11 points and two threes. Mike Saunders Jr. scoring 10 points off the bench. Cincinnati really doing well in bench points, outscoring ECU 26-6. to um, John Newman the third was spectacular on defense yesterday. All around, really good effort. Seven points, eight rebounds, five assists, no turnovers, two steals. Cincinnati wins the rebound battle 35-32. They dish off. 14 assists to 7 turnovers. They turnovers on ECU's end. They turned that into 21 points. And in the second half, they shot the ball really well. Uh, 10 for 26. ECU was 5 for 20. Uh, The first half was relatively close between the two teams. And a lot of things happened in... A lot of things happened in the game yesterday that we haven't really seen a lot this season. And that is... The Bearcats closed the game out strong. They ended the game with a 12-0 run. They were really good shooting the ball from three, which they have been good at at times this season, but you feel like that you haven't really seen that much of late. Um, they got bench points, and for the and for the first time since February 17th, they won a basketball game. They have not won a game in three weeks. And like I said, I don't care <coughs> Excuse me, if – they came into this tournament on a five-game winning streak. Once conference tournaments start, it is a brand-new spanking ball game for every team in the country. You saw what Ryder did to Iona earlier this week. Maybe you did. And the MAAC, Ryder was the last, was one of the lowest seeds in that conference, and they knocked off the top-seeded Iona Gales. Iona's now not going to the tournament. The Bearcats, if they beat Houston today, Houston's going to the tournament regardless, but they can do some real damage to their tournament resume. And Cincinnati can get one step closer to shocking everybody and stealing a bit. By the way, today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. So Tuesday, you know, when my Wi-Fi was down on Monday, I couldn't record a normal episode so I gotta get some I gotta get some sponsor reads in there. So you'll hear me do some um for Stat Hero and Run Your Pool Bet Online. I'll cover that for Tuesday, which was one. And then today, of course, we'll mention the bracket breakdown show. But the Bearcats get it done at, against East Carolina. Um Abdul Adu, who I, I've mentioned I want to see more from him. 
Uh, yesterday, I thought he was really good. He only scored two points, but he pulled down five rebounds. He had three block shots, really a presence on defense. Cincinnati played six guys off the bench for 11 players total. That's something that can be really huge today against Houston, who, I mean, look, let's face it, Houston has struggled since facing Cincinnati the first time, and it showed in the first half of the game at Houston last Tuesday. But this is still the best team in the conference. We know what the Bearcats are up against. But winning one game, and Wes Miller was, you know, he wanted no part of reporters asking him about this offseason. No part of it. Because he's still focused on the conference tournament, and any coach should be. And you saw the energy he was coaching with in the game yesterday. You know, he was getting into a ref's face at, at one point during a media timeout in the first half. Or I, I don't forget, I, I don't remember if it was a media timeout or a team charge timeout. But he was getting in the face of an official. That's something you want to see. He was getting, you know, he was coaching the players on the sidelines, not aggressively, but assertively. You know, it doesn't matter what seed you are in what conference you're in. I mean, just last night, you saw Penn State take down Ohio State. You saw Vanderbilt take down Alabama. Both Penn State and Vandy are now playing in the quarterfinals of their respective tournaments. And then you saw Louisiana as an eight seed go all the way to the championship game of the Sun Belt Tournament. It does not matter what seed you are and what conference you play in this time of year. March Madness gives the month of March gives every team a chance. Every team. How many upsets have we seen already this conference tournament? Cleveland State loses to Wright State. Wright State's going dancing. Cleveland State's not. Virginia Tech beat Notre Dame last night. Virginia Tech might now make the tournament. Oklahoma beat Baylor. That was a 7-2 upset. This is this is the month of March. And that game yesterday between the Bearcats and Pirates played out exactly how you would expect it. You know, both teams trading blows early on. The Bearcats got down by several points. ECU was down by several points. And then when the game was hanging in the balance, Cincinnati closed the game strong. And it's interesting because last year in their first tournament game with SMU, they were up 20 at one point in the second half. They ended up only winning by three. SMU went on like a 30-13 to run down the stretch. The Bearcats never make it easy on you. In the last few minutes of the game yesterday, they did. And if they can play like that every single game, it may not happen today against Houston where they win, but going into next year, if they can, you know, inject more talent into the roster, that is going to make them a, you know, a, a team that's going to compete in the league. Wes Miller has a saying, think really, really big and work really, really small. That's what the Bearcats have to do. It may not happen tomorrow or today. Maybe the Bearcats will play tomorrow. It'd be great if they did. But at least you're at least you're seeing that this team can win games. This is the conference tournament. And some players on this team, it does not matter that they haven't played significant minutes. AKA Sam Martin, he's been here before. He knows what to expect. All right, uh, coming up, we'll, we'll touch on this game today with Houston, and then I'm going to touch on something that I saw in the game. You saw it, I'm sure, at the end of the first half, and it's got to stop, and there's an easy solution. I'm not going to even blame the players. I'll touch on it next year on Lockdown Bearcats, but first I need to tell you about, well, you know what? We'll start with Stat Hero. 
um, because that's an important live read. So let me make sure I'm timing this correctly. 804. There you go. So anyone um, take, um, how do I even say this? I'm not prepared. Uh, you see, man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. So this year, I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contests. Um, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will help will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So you can look at all the games tonight: quarterfinals in the eight, in the SEC, in the Big Ten, semifinals in the ACC, Big Twelve, and S and um, I'm blanking Pac-12. So many games to choose from for, with a lineup. You can sign up for free right now at StatHero.com/lockedon. And use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So now that we've, you know, touched on what you can do with stat here, you got to have the energy to do it. I mean, you got to think this time of year. So why not eat some built bars? Because normally this is the time of year that I personally, ooh, my English teacher senior year in high school would hate me for saying I personally. I did there, though. Sorry. Uh, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You see, I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. I've been doing better about that, too, recently. Thanks to Bill Bar, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them because they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Who doesn't like that? See, Sometimes you have to, your brain hears words and you like it. Chocolate is one of them. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You can go to build.com and scroll down through the macros chart. You'll be blown away by the high protein, low calories, high fiber, low carbs. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar and net carbs each and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Not good. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That is good. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check out the Lockdown Bracket breakdown March 14th right here on the Lockdown Bearcats podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Cordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. And uh, it's hard to believe just two days from now that we are going to have a bracket. We are going to have a normal NCAA tournament, multiple cities. You're going to have teams that complain about going out west. Cincinnati, you know about that. Um, so the Bearcats are taking on Houston today, set, uh, quarterfinals of the AAC tournament, winner to face the winner of the Tulane Tem- of the Temple Tulane game, which follows Cincinnati. Um, I mean, you you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about how weird this conference has been this season? That Tulane is a four seed, the home team in a conference tournament game. I mean, you got to give them credit. You really do. 
Um, Kelvin Sampson, of course, AAC Coach of the Year. Houston's got so many great players across the board, multiple first-teamers. I mean, we can look at the stats, and you'll see just how good they are. I mean, at one point, they were ranked in the top 10 in the country. Now they're ranked, um, I believe, number four, 16, top seed in the in, in the tournament. Um, their leading scorer, Marcus Sasser, has been out all season. That hasn't mattered. They've got Kyler Edwards. They've got Fabian White Jr., Josh Carlton, all averaging 12 or more points a game. Um, Kyler Edwards shooting, uh, Fabian White Jr., rather, shooting the ball almost 50% from the floor and almost 39% from three. Lights out shooter he is. Um, This Cougars team, Jamal Sheed, 163 assists. Houston does not turn the ball over much. 469 assists to 323 turnovers. They shoot the ball at almost 47% clip. They shoot 34% from three. Um, they dish out 16.2 assists per game. They're an excellent rebounding team, as you know. They have two players on this year's team, um, White Jr. and Carlton, who average over six rebounds a game. Houston averages 39.9, a.k.a. 40, to opponents 32. So they out-rebound their opponents by eight. I touched on all of that before the Bearcats played Houston back in February. You've seen the two games this season. They are relentless. They are what Cincinnati was. These two teams have met, ironically, in four straight conference tournaments. The Bearcats have won two. Houston took the championship game last year. Of course, we all remember how that game ended, 91-54. to I am saying that there is still an opportunity for the Bearcats to win this game today. There is an opportunity for them to win. Because this is the conference tournament. You never know what can happen. History can be made. The number one seed in the American Athletic Conference Tournament has never lost a first a, their first game. The number one seed has always played in the semifinals of the American Conference Tournament. They have never lost a quarterfinal game. Cincinnati's been the one seed twice. They've never lost a, first, a quarterfinal game. Um, Houston has been the number one seed, of course, twice, uh, once, rather. They won in 2019. Uh, last year, Wichita State was the number one seed. They won. SMU's been the number one seed twice. They won. Temple was the number one seed in 2016. They won. So the number one seed in this tournament does not lose. They have not lost yet. They are 7-0 in first round in quarterfinal games. Cincinnati has a massive challenge in front of them today. We know that. Does this team have enough? Does this team have the caliber of players to compete with Houston? What would you take in this game? In terms of, you know, does this team need to win for you to, you know, feel good about this program and this team? Does this team need to, you know, just put up a good fight and, you know, understand that Houston's the better team, but they didn't go quietly? What do they need to do? What does Cincinnati need to do? To make you feel good about, to make you feel better about this program tonight than you did this morning, or better about this program at four o'clock this afternoon than you felt at noon this afternoon when you were trying to decide what to have for lunch during the game. Got to think about what I'm going to have for lunch tomorrow. I'm not going to eat out. I have not. I have not gone out all week. I have made my own food every meal. So kudos to me. It's been good food too, by the way. Um. What do the Bearcats need to do? What do you want to see? Because I'm like most of you. 
I'm being realistic. I was talking to my cousin last night, and he's like, eh, you're going to watch the first part of the game, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he goes, well, you're not going to want to watch the second part, the second half. I'm like, well, it's March. You never know. Like last year, I don't think people realized last year, the Bearcats were within 14 points of Houston at halftime in the championship game. That team against that Houston team last year that went to the Final Four, they were within 14 points. Not totally insurmountable. It felt like it, though. The Bearcats this year against Houston were within 11 at halftime in the first game and then four of the second game. Perhaps the Stars were aligning that maybe this is the game they break through. Or maybe this is the game where Houston has to fight tooth and nail and they realize, ooh, we got a challenge in our hands next year for the guys who are staying there. The season's on the, the, season's on the line. It, it's win or go home. It, it, it's that simple. You got to play the team that's on your schedule. And right now that team is Houston. Now I'm going to offer you two things here. I didn't say I was going to do this at the outset of the show, but that's all right. I'm going to pose you these two things. What if Cincinnati does win four games in four days and makes the tournament? What if they do? How insurmountable would that be? Seriously, think about that for a minute. Because if they beat Houston today, the possibility of that happening becomes very, very real. What if that were to happen? This program wins four games in four days and makes the tournament. How improbable that would be. Would that totally put Cincinnati basketball back on the map? Good. And then this. What if Cincinnati does steal a bid? And what if it's Xavier's bid that they steal? Oh, I would never let Xavier live that down. And I'm sure a lot of you out there, a lot of Bearcat fans out there, those Bearcat fans you listening to this, I'm sure you wouldn't either. And that is totally okay. Because you have my permission to trash talk them all you want. I respect the university. I respect the program. But, you know I do love trash talking Xavier. And all Bearcat fans do. All Bearcat fans that I was friends with and when I was a student at UC, the Rally Cats, my co-host Zach Freeze, my successor at Bearcast Media, Sean McMahon, another one of my co-hosts, they hate Xavier. Can you imagine if the Bearcats were to come around of nowhere, steal a bid, and they steal Xavier's bid, and then they play in the first four at Dayton? Oh! Be the greatest thing ever. In the history of this program, besides the winning two national championships and going to six Final Fours. That's what it would be. Man. Alright, coming up, uh, I want to touch on something that happened yesterday. Uh, at the end of the first half of the game, sorry if I if, if I'm if my voice is not totally as um whatever there as it normally is. It's I recorded this after work last night, and yeah, let me tell you something. TV news production, it's real. I mean, it's very real. And when you're first starting now, there's a lot you have to learn, but that's life. And I'm learning. I'm here. Um, and I'm here to talk about my thoughts on the game yesterday and look ahead to tomorrow and some some other things about the, the game yesterday. That's all coming up on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, well, let me make sure I timestamp this. I need to tell you about Bet Online because this is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is upon us. 
finally in its normal state from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, excuse me, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all of your, excuse me, sporting, wagering information, betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Friday, March 11th of 2022, Conference Championship Week Friday. So many games to get to today. Quarterfinals in the Big Ten and the SEC. Semifinal games in the ACC, uh, Big 12, Pac-12, Big East, Conference USA. Uh, I think 13 conferences have their conference championship games tomorrow. 13. 13 conferences. And this is the absolute best week. It is the most exhilarating week. All these scores coming in, all these near upsets happening, all these upsets that are happening. Maybe maybe another one today with the Bearcats in Houston. So here's something that happened yesterday. So at the end of the first half, the Bearcats are down one. Both teams are heading back to their respective locker rooms. Well, okay, respective. To get there, you had to go through the same tunnel. And then all of a sudden, on the ESPNU broadcast, we hear of a scuffle between the two teams. And I'm just like, okay, what is this? Has the season spiraled so far out of control that now we're you know getting the scuffles? What's going on here? Here's the problem. And it's been talked about, I've, I've heard it talked about, and I think it finally needs to be done. Why are both teams going through the same tunnel to get to their locker rooms? That should not happen. It should not happen at any level of any sport. High school, college, or pro. It it shouldn't. Both teams should have designated areas where they don't have to run with each other because you never know when something like this can happen. This is the conference tournament. Season's on the line. High stress. Why can't we have positive? Why can't we have opposite tunnels, separate tunnels for teams? Why can't we? It, it makes no sense to me. Now, the, should the players have done it? No, but I'm not going to focus on them here. I'm going to focus on why there aren't tunnels. Showing highlights of St. John's and Villanova. What a game this was. How does St. John's not secure that rebound? Well, anyway, so Villanova won by one, it looks like. Oh, man. If you're St. John's, what do you have to do to be Villanova? That's going to be interesting tomorrow in the Big East semifinals. Uh, anyway... So that's another observation I saw. Teams should go into separate tunnels. Then I noticed this. The crowd size of the game yesterday, putrid. I'm just going to come out and say it, putrid. Unacceptable. Before the game on ESPNU, they showed a rerun of the West Virginia-Kansas State Big 12 uh, first round game. The crowd size of that game, 
look like a championship game crowd. So let me tell you, when you get to the Big 12, and I've said this, and I read it once in The Athletic from Seth Davis, the Big 12 tournament, it does not matter what game is being played. The crowd that shows up is rapid. You want to, you want that. I'm sick and tired of these small conference tournament games because that is what the American is in essence, in a way, if you perceive it that way. I'm sick and tired of, of these small conference tournament games and you get 300 fans. This is, this is the conference tournament. What the hell are we doing? We're not showing up. It, it, do, it makes no sense to me. Like, that, that is not right for these student-athletes who put all the time in the world during the season to get to the conference tournament, and then they get a smattering of fans? No. Unacceptable. You will not get that in the Big 12. Thank goodness after this tournament, only one more year in this American Athletic Conference. Thank goodness. And only one more year of, the, of being in the American Athletic Conference on this podcast. Because when we get to B- Big 12 basketball, oh, we're going to run that on this show. That's going to be fun. And hopefully this afternoon will be fun. I think it will. Um, I'll record something after the game tomorrow, of course, because this is conference tournament. But uh, other than that, we'll be back. Well, I don't know. Yeah, leave it as that. We'll be back later tonight with a recap of the game. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. And once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now, stay tuned to make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Cracker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And until I talk to you tonight, enjoy the game today. Bearcats in Houston, 1 o'clock on ESPNU, or 2 rather. Locally, you can hear the game on 700 WLW. And for Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank and have a great Champ Week Friday, quarterfinals, semifinals, whatever it is. Have a great Champ Week Friday, everybody.